Like a lot of people during the pandemic, I bought a Nintendo Switch. And like a lot of people during the pandemic, I wasn't exercising as much as I used to. So I started playing a game called Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure is a personal trainer disguised as a video game. You strap one controller to your leg and hold the other one in a Pilates ring, and the game guides you through a series of exercises, like planks and shoulder presses, that you use as ammo to fight monsters. Select a skill and attack. It's a pretty unusual way to play a video game. Instead of sitting on the couch, it's creating this immersive experience to get me up and moving. So, Alex, question for you. Is this the metaverse? I'm Alexander Lee, a reporter for Digiday covering gaming, esports, and the metaverse. And I'm Sarah Patterson, an audio producer for Digiday. So, Alex, is this the metaverse? So, to answer that question, I think we should lay out some basic criteria for whether something is or is not part of the metaverse based on everything we discussed in our first episode. So I came up with three criteria. One, it requires a user to control an avatar that represents themselves in some way. Two, it translates some kind of physical experience into virtual space. This can be anything as simple as walking around. And three, there is some kind of social or multiplayer aspect inherent to the experience. So with that in mind, let's go through these different steps. One, do you have an avatar inside RingFit that represents you in some way? Yeah, you do have an avatar that you can customize to a certain extent. Mine wears a gray sports bra and white gym shorts. She has longer legs and a lot more muscles than I do. And for number two, the whole thing is about translating physical exercise into a virtual game. Okay, check, check. Which leaves criteria number three. Is it a social experience? Can you actually exercise alongside your friends while staying inside the game? No, not so much. You can share your statistics and your achievements with your friends, but you cannot work out alongside each other. All right, well, there we have it. I would not say that that is the metaverse. Don't get me wrong, it sounds really cool. And I think with just a few tweaks, you could make RingFit into more of a metaverse platform. But for now, I would say that it's part of a separate but related trend, which I would call the gamification of fitness. We're seeing this with the rise of companies like Peloton, which makes it possible to collect points while working out and then compare your scores to other people on the leaderboard, which does kind of make the whole experience a little more socially interactive. So that's the biggest update necessary to make RingFit more of a metaverse platform, just the addition of some kind of massively multiplayer social function. When you add some kind of social aspect to exercise, it really just makes the whole experience better. Studies have shown that, but my personal experience has also backed that up. The times I've exercised most are when I've had a regular workout buddy, like in college. My buddy Michael was a total fitness freak back in the day, and we both led pretty busy lives. So when we worked out together three or four times a week, that was our default mode of socialization. And because I was working out regularly with someone else who could push me and give me advice and hold me accountable, I actually got in incredibly good shape. But beyond that, my whole motivation to work out shifted. It wasn't this 
slog that I had to go through in order to become sexy. It was just an activity that I legitimately enjoyed doing with a friend. I remember choosing to work out rather than going out day drinking or going to club meetings. One weekend, I got really high and forgot that we had been planning to work out together. But then he called me and I ended up going anyway, because I knew it was going to be a good time. There were just really clear mental health benefits to working out regularly with a friend. Actually, now that I'm talking about this so much, I think I'll send this episode to Michael. So shout outs. Thank you for all the help, my friend. Speaking of motivation, it doesn't even need to be social. The virtual aspect of RingFit is way more motivating than any YouTube yoga I've tried or even working out alone in a gym. It uses these video game tropes that I'm familiar with, like fighting monsters and saving townspeople from a dragon, to give me a goal to work towards. It even gives me feedback on if I have the right stance. And having a virtual world to look at is way more engaging than watching a video or working out in front of a bunch of mirrors. Well, RingFit is not the metaverse, it does actually kind of feel like we're in the middle of a perfect storm for what I would call metaversal fitness right now. Like I said, we're seeing Peloton and other companies lean into gamification, which is basically acknowledging that workout machines are more and more just giant game controllers. And on top of the rise of gamification across fitness and elsewhere in culture, COVID normalized doing so many things virtually that we would previously only do IRL. So it wasn't this weird niche thing to spend time online anymore in any capacity. Nowadays, normal, regular, everyday people are jumping into this kind of virtual experience. David Coles works out in the metaverse, and he doesn't even know it. I've been a competitive athlete probably since my mid to late 20s, uh, when I moved to the States from the UK. Started off with things like marathons and then migrated to triathlon, really uh, interested in triathlon because of the technology in the bikes, I would say. David is a lifelong athlete. He's run marathons and triathlons for over 30 years. And lately, he has fallen into the metaverse by accident because he's so into fitness technology. As technology improved further and you were able to add GPS to riding outside, things like heart rate monitors, power meters, uh, that technology continued to feed the beast that was my kind of technology curiosity. He uses Zwift, which is a digital cycling platform that allows users to ride through virtual environments from the comfort of their stationary bikes. And according to David, he's not a gamer. He actually kind of recoiled at the accusation. You know, I did a little bit of like Sony PlayStation a long, long time ago. I'm talking 2000, but nothing really ever stuck with me. I'd be intrigued with a driving simulator, but I don't think I'm that interested to drop, you know, multiple thousands of dollars for something that is dedicated to that. Of course, when I added together the cost of all the parts of David's virtual biking setup, the stationary bike, the monthly Zwift subscription, the various accessories, the total cost of all of that was thousands of dollars, or about 10 PlayStation 5s. But Technically, I guess that's not gaming equipment. The setup I have is a Wahoo Kicker bike, which replicates a, a road bike that I use in the real world. And that talks to Apple TV. And, and I use the Zwift app on Apple TV. 
And that then enables me through a stack of AV equipment to project a nice image, uh, a really big image, like 120 inches on a blank wall. Also in that setup, I have a, uh, a Wahoo fan. It's a Bluetooth fan that pairs with my heart rate monitor. And so the more intense my heart rate, the higher my heart rate, the more that the fan blows. If Zwift were a video game, this guy's rig would be absolutely insane. And look, I tried Zwift, and it is a video game. Players can use different camera angles, from first person to third person. They bike along these virtual 3D tracks. And like in video games, there's something kind of fantastic about the whole experience. Some users have light bike wheels, like from Tron. And the other riders would be way too close for comfort in real life, which kind of just adds to the whole video game vibe of the thing. And then there's a heads-up display with a mini-map that shows the course, and a speed gauge, and a leaderboard. It kind of sounds like Mario Kart. So what makes Zwift part of the metaverse as opposed to a video game? So to some extent, that classification is a deliberate choice that Zwift is making. Because Zwift is literally a video game. In fact, it was recently chosen among the first batch of games to be part of the new Olympics esports series. But it doesn't describe itself as a game. It describes itself as a social platform in which users can link up and bike alongside each other and even make real friends, which David says he's done. So if we're being honest, we can call Zwift a massive multiplayer game geared towards cyclists who are used to spending most of their time inside the physical world. And whatever we call it, in a nutshell, Zwift is translating a real-world physical activity, cycling, into the virtual world, while allowing people to socialize inside that experience. And that's all by design. So I'm Eric Min, uh, CEO, co-founder of Zwift. And uh, yeah, I've been on this journey for about eight years now. I've been a cyclist for, for many, many years. And you know, one of the things that I missed uh, by moving to London was that sense of community and and the the uh, camaraderie I had uh, living in New York City and and being a part of a, a, a large club in New York City that also did competition in in Central Park. So you know what we landed on was like let's try to create this virtual experience. It'll never be like the real thing, but if we can just convince people that they're in this virtual space, in this space with other people at the same time and have, uh, you know, whether it's all around training or competition or social, let's anchor the entire experience around, you know, being in a place with other people. It sounds like human co-experience and really not at all far from what we heard from Roblox in our last episode. According to Eric, the concept of the metaverse has been on his mind since the early days of Zwift. And you get the sense that the companies that are actually doing well in this area these days have been laying the groundwork for the metaverse for a while. They didn't just hop on the trend. So we went on to invest in this concept of like, let's build a business around creating this virtual experience. This is all before like anyone talked about metaverse, right? This is eight years ago. And, you know, fast forward eight years and we've got a, a sizable community who enjoy coming together in this virtual space, who um, are from all over the world. Um, and they show up because they want to come and train and exercise and 
and meet people, all the things that, you know, you take for granted in the real world, these are the same things that we're trying to recreate in a more efficient, you know, uh, method. People started talking about metaverse and like, wow, okay, actually those are really interesting concepts and it's been around, but we've been living that for the last eight years. Zwift is basically a very cool, massively multiplayer online game geared towards fitness lovers. So yeah, there is something very inherently social about the platform. And that's part of what keeps bringing David back. I will find something on the Zwift calendar that appeals either through duration or uh, the intensity or the course, or it might be hosted by a group that I've got some familiarity with. Um, and I've liked the ride leader or the group leader, and uh, I keep getting pulled back into that. I haven't met anybody in the real world that I've met in Zwift, but that's a possibility. It's pretty clear that Zwift is intentionally building something approaching a metaverse platform. But right now, it's still a product for normies, for people like me who don't quite know what a metaverse platform is. For people like David, virtual fitness is an alternative to something that they would rather do in the real world. But after the break, we'll meet a community whose preferred place to work out is in the metaverse. Do we have anyone new today? Show of hands. Make sure I'm not mistaken. Anybody new, with or without new users, it doesn't matter because we are getting into it with warm-ups. Let's start with large arm circles going forward. This is to warm our bodies up, get that heart rate slowly and safely. I go by Neokai uh, in the fandom in the VR space. I'm a graphic designer by trade, um, just a creative person in general. And uh, I've been in VR and involved with VR fitness for about four months now. Going to the gym was a huge part of Neokai's life. For years, they were working out five days a week, getting to what they said was the best shape of their entire life. I had the body I always dreamed I would have, and I was super proud of it. And then the pandemic hit, uh, gyms closed down. Um, I, I gained quite a bit of weight, you know, just, just being stuck inside. They had dabbled in virtual reality here and there, playing games and making artwork using a friend's headset. But in summer 2022, Neokai took the plunge and bought an Oculus. They started spending time in a platform called VRChat and quickly realized that they needed to upgrade to a full-body setup. What exactly is VRChat? Where to begin? I mean, it's probably the leading VR platform out there. At any time, there's around 20,000 people using VRChat to socialize inside totally custom virtual worlds, using pretty much whatever kinds of avatars they want. And it was there that Neokai was able to combine their newfound love for VR with their passion for fitness. A friend just recommended it. Uh, I'd heard, you know, people in VR chat talking about it here and there. Um, And a friend of mine was like, hey, you should just come join one of these sessions. And uh, I did my first one, and I don't think I've missed one since. Uh, It's probably been three, four months, and... The results I've seen from from the workouts and just the just the community in the workouts and the people I've met, I just can't stop going. It's it's just become a part of my life. My results are just 
honestly insane and they've surprised me. Uh, I've even going out and seeing family and friends, you know, in the real world, I guess I could say, everyone's noticing it. Uh, it's kind of wild. To, they ask me like what I'm doing and I'm like, oh, I'm actually just, you know, I have a headset on at home on my computer in VR. But I've lost 25 pounds in the past three, four months um, doing these workouts constantly, watching my diet, just getting um, advice from everyone. And yeah, the results are incredible. The organization that helped pull Neokai out of their funk is called VRF Gym, or VR Fitness. It's a group of like-minded folks who have built a lifelike three-dimensional virtual gym inside VR Chat. And in the year or so it's existed, VRF Gym has built up a user base of over a thousand virtual gym rats. These people are VR natives. In fact, the CEO of VR Fitness, AG, told us that they had spent over 18,000 total hours in VR in their lifetime. Now, just to be clear, that is 750 days, over two whole years, plugged into a virtual reality headset. And that's if you were in it for 24 hours a day. We needed to check out this fitness class that had changed Neokai's life. But neither one of us is a VR native, and we were concerned about motion sickness. So... Instead of actually going in with our own headsets, we viewed a live stream of AG's perspective as they sat in on a regular Wednesday afternoon fitness session. And just from sharing that POV, it became clear just how much AG had mastered this medium. They were floating around in a zero-gravity space station, manipulating screens inside screens inside screens, and doing all kinds of other crazy things that would probably make me want to rip off my headset and blow chunks. The fitness class itself was pretty easy to take in. This is primarily for your core. So keep the focus there. All right, hands on your head, shoulders still on the floor, feet together. And Sora, the instructor, stood at the front of the class and led everyone through a bunch of different exercises, touching their toes, doing squats, push-ups, mostly core and body weight type stuff. Sora would occasionally shout out advice for users to improve their form just like a physical fitness class. At one point, they got disconnected and froze, but another instructor jumped right in to take their place. It was pretty seamless. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. It really did feel like an IRL gym class. Even down to the way the space was designed, it looked like an old-school workout room. Wood flooring, a full wall of functional mirrors, metal folding chairs leaning against the side. Honestly, I mostly forgot everyone was wearing VR headsets until Sora reminded everyone to turn on their headset fans. Make sure to put those fans on. If you have fans in your headset, you might want it at this point. Yeah, that's not something I've heard in any fitness class I've taken. And most of the users weren't just using headsets and handsets to work out. They had leg and hip attachments that allowed them to use a really lifelike range of motion with their avatars. In Meta's Horizon platform, avatars are really simple right now. In fact, they don't even have legs. But in VRF Gym, users like Neokai, Sora, and Eiji have avatars with arms, legs, tails, wings, and even horns. I tend to go towards, you know, canine-type avatars, so your, your general, like, dog-type thing. My character is uh, a jackal uh, outside of VR, so I'm still trying to, to get that transferred into VR and VR chat, it, you know, it's a lot of work. But uh, the one I have been working out in mostly, it's just kind of like a, a cute 
dog with floppy ears. And uh, yeah, that's what I enjoy being in, in, in the workouts. For me, uh, if you've ever watched the third season of Digimon and saw the character Renamon, you're pretty much on point. I use a very otherworldly creature. It is um, my friend who goes by Nardo Ragon created the Nardo Dragons, essentially. And it's basically this dragon-like creature that's bipedal, that has digitigrade legs. And even though that's not true to obviously how I look in real life, it's just something that I have always enjoyed using. VRF Gym is mostly used by members of the furry community, people who like seeing themselves represented as fursonas or anthropomorphic animal characters. Some members of this community use real-life costumes or fan art to view their fursonas. But over the last few years, VR has become a central tool for the furry community. What we saw in that VR fitness class is a real testament to what the metaverse could look like. We've used the term lifelike a couple of times here, and I really want to stress how natural and lifelike people in the VRF gym felt. When you've seen people move around other metaverse platforms like Horizon or Roblox, they look like dolls that people are playing with. You can't really shake it from your mind that you're not looking at an actual person in front of you. But when we were talking to some of the users in VR Fitness, that's what it felt like. We made eye contact. I could read their lips when they talked. Tails and ears and wings were constantly adjusting and moving around. When they were doing those exercises, their bodies moved just like anyone else's would. Instead of a six-foot human man doing a sit-up, we were watching a turquoise, pointy-eared dog. And next to them is a humongous, ripped, shirtless wolf with green hair. And next to them is an impressively accurate-looking life-size otter coming up to right around that wolf's ankle. A friend of mine is, he's literally a banana. Like, no, no arms, no legs, he's just banana. I would say furries are the people who are truly building the metaverse right now. I mean, it makes sense, right? The metaverse is about human co-experience, but it's also about identity. Getting to be yourself, the most real version of yourself, while spending time with your friends. So, of course, people who are already representing themselves as animal avatars would be metaverse pioneers. There are plenty of reasons why some people would feel more comfortable using avatars. Here's Ag, the creator of VR Fitness. It's not just that we're furries, but a lot of um, persons that are trans or have social anxiety have been really interested and happy with this platform because people are afraid of being judged and being judged for, you know, maybe their mid-transition if they're transgender or if they're afraid of social interactions or being judged in general because they have social anxiety. This gym system allows them to put on an avatar of their choosing and still achieve fitness goals and work towards fitness goals, minus the added judgment that they have to do for existing in a real life gym, for example. And so I think that's attracted a lot of furries because furries like to portray themselves as they want to be portrayed and then do it in a way that makes it comfortable for them. And then achieving fitness goals that way is just one more step to allow people to make accessibility for fitness a lot more readily available in a VR space for them. Something that really struck me about our conversations with AG and other VR fitness members was 
how much of a positive effect the organization has made on their lives, both in terms of fitness and mental health. It goes right back to what we were saying about the benefits of group exercise. Here's Neokai. Honestly, it was, I mean, I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. I mean, working out with other people in a similar community um, who are so welcoming and so helpful is something I'd never experienced going to the gym before. I mean, I, I, I'd been to three different gyms. Um, I tend in the gym to stick to myself. You know, you put your headphones on, you go in, you keep to yourself, you do your thing and you leave. This was just completely different. It was, you're in there with people who are having fun. It's a community. You're, you're, they're a part of your fitness journey and you're being a part of theirs. Uh, the instructors are always there helping, you know, guiding you through everything every time. It just was like, Honestly, it's 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 not you can't compare it. It's completely transformed the way I want to do fitness moving forward. So this is actually an example of someone whose overall fitness experience was improved by the metaverse. It's not a temporary replacement or a stand-in on rainy days. It is the way these people prefer to work out. VRF Gym is more than just a group of like-minded friends hanging out in VR chat is an actual business with big plans for the future. For some of the folks involved, VR fitness is an opportunity for personal and professional growth, too. This is the case for Sora, the instructor for the VRF gym class that we sat in on. She started working towards becoming a certified personal trainer in 2020 after watching her girlfriend use a different fitness program. And then I started asking her trainer, like, okay, like, how, what kind of certification do I need to look into? And then they point me towards the NASM. That's the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And I was like, all right, I I guess this is what I'm going to go shoot for. And it just, it coalesced at just the right time. Once 2020 started rolling around and things got really wonky, that I already had this interest and this growing desire to like get a certification. And then I just started putting wheels on it. She had to learn all kinds of medical information for her trainer certification, a lot of which may seem like it's more geared towards IRL fitness than virtual workouts. But Sora's been able to incorporate it into the classes she leads. There's actually a lot that does still translate. Whenever you're going through CPR, there's a bunch of different dead ringers that you get to more specifically key into, like if somebody's having like a heat stroke or if, you know, God forbid they're having a heart attack. There's a lot of different information that can help to mitigate even by remote because whenever you call 911 they they'll call in the ambulance sure but the operators on the phone with you remotely walking you through how to calm down how to try to like better chance survive yourself and a, a lot of that does actually end up translating sora has her nasm certification and she's planning on using it outside of the metaverse going forward i plan on Making sure that I can help anybody in any capacity that I can, fitness or otherwise. If I do have the opportunity to do um, more personal training stuff outside of the platform, I'm definitely going to take it. The fact that Sora and other instructors are actually trained fitness instructors in the physical world was a key reason why the class just felt so realistic. I think it showed that when we translate real-life experiences into metaverse platforms like VRChat, it can't just be like a parody version of that real-life activity or a video game version. It has to be the real thing in some way. 
We see that with the way kids play in Roblox, and we can certainly see it in the way people like David interact with Zwift. But I think it is particularly apparent when we look at the example of VRF Gym. They're also translating that real-life experience of hanging out with your friend after a workout. You know, we have this, you know, this group workout, and we're all kind of, you know, worn out, and then we go somewhere else. And it's just really fun. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, we went to this world that was mirrored after like a Final Fantasy beach. And they have like little swords and you can fight. And we were all just like laughing and having fun, like chasing each other around. And it was just, it just was so, so cool. Because those endorphins post-workout and then plus like this fun like environment um, and this like beautiful world. It was just, it's really, really, really cool. You know, you haven't lived until you had a two foot tall otter holding a sword, like, hits you straight into the sun, Team Rocket style. (laughs) Sorry, I really just can't get over the otters. It even goes beyond just playing with your friends. VRF Gym has empowered its users to pursue counseling and therapy in VR, too. Before we started doing the gym, um, we, we, we were still, like, processing some tragic stuff, and... Um, one of our friends is a licensed therapist and we, we went to a world that had like a really nice campfire. We got around it and he walked us through a couple of different like exercises for like just processing grief, like not trying to bottle it up or anything like that. And it helped immeasurably. Like it, I still cannot thank him enough for that. That does actually sound pretty good. Not to make this personal again, but I experimented with therapy at the peak of the COVID pandemic and Meeting with a therapist via Zoom really did not do it for me. But hey, maybe if we were to meet in VR in a more immersive way, especially something approaching what we saw at VRF Gym, I would have liked it more. The future is here, and it's been here for a bit. It's just it's just waiting for people to acknowledge it. It's waiting for the audience to find their chairs before the presentation begins, so to speak. Is This the Metaverse is a podcast by Digiday Media. It was written and reported by Alexander Lee and Sarah Patterson. It was produced by Sarah Patterson and edited by Ben Elman. 